Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose to have, is to have fun here, talking about small business stuff. Along the way, we'll give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're starting from scratch, maybe down in your dark basement somewhere, or you've been established for a while. Either way, we can help you out. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my business partner, Adam Sunholder. Why is it got to be in a dark basement? Aren't there nice, well-lit energetic, enthusiastic basements? Or they're always kind of dark, dungeon-y type places? Enthusiastic I don't know. Enthusiastic basements. I don't know either. My so, basement's pretty bright. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Good start in bright but places. I'm not there by myself, though. We're, we're talking <laughs> some of those people who are. Okay. And those are usually dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dark and in the shadows. All right. Well, we're here to talk about, as Jack said, some small business stuff. <laughs> There's things that come up... Every every week, and uh, you, you you owners out there know that you know there's things that you can't make up that, that just happen, and it's part of what keeps business very exciting week to week. So we have, we have a ton of fun with, with all of our clients in terms of helping them through the ups and downs of things that that go on in their business. And a big part of our show here is to help um, share some of that experience that, that we've had not only personally between the the twenty companies that Jack and I have owned, but the hundreds of companies we've helped from from our our business coaching practice. To help those folks through, whether it be day-to-day issues or kind of figure out where they want to go, what they want to do. There are lots of things that happen. And again, there's certain things you just can't make up. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on day-to-day in the business. So we're glad you're you know, as a part of the show today. Um, and we, we have a great show for you. So Jack, why don't you let them know what we're going to be covering here today. Okay. We have four segments that we usually uh, cover. And that can vary depending on any phone calls, any any uh, emails or, or uh, texts we got to our our main mother load account, uh, not here so much, but uh, basically we have four segments. Common myths that basically uh, uh, involve small businesses will will debunk a myth today. We debunk a myth every week, and we're going to do one today. Uh, the, the show here is called Dirty Secrets of Small Business, so the next segment is to talk about a dirty secret, which Adam's going to present at the at the right time here. And we're going to have uh, a how come segment in which I'm going to, I've pondered the world since uh, last Monday, and I have a couple of issues that I want to throw out to you, and we can all ponder it together here. And last but not least, we, uh, Adam's going to chronicle one of our success stories. We have hundreds of success stories with our clients, and we pull one anonymously out of the hopper and basically uh, talk about that. But that's our program today, those four segments. All right. And as Jack mentioned, uh, you can be part of the show if you'd like. We're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. And so if you listen to us live, you can give us a call here in the studio. It's 440-946-9468. If you're listening on the podcast, you can also still call in uh, from, from noon to 1 on Mondays, noon to 1 Eastern. Uh, if you don't want to be on, be on the air from a, a phone call, you can also email us if you'd like to do that and, and shoot us over a question or a comment. That email address is radio at MaximumVP.com. Mm-hmm. You know, most small business owners are stuck in a state of how. What the heck does that mean? If you go to our website, you'll see perfectly what how means. Every day you have an issue in your small business. Every day, I guarantee it. That starts with how. How do I solve this problem? How do I make more sales? How do I hire good people? How do I get rid of my brother-in-law that I started this company with four years ago? Uh, it just doesn't work out anymore. How, how, how? We love those how questions, and we help people get unstuck 
not people, small business owners, gets unstuck from the state of how. We're maximum value partners. We're business coaches. And we can help you get unstuck from your states of how. However deep you may think they are, we've probably experienced them personally ourselves. Well, small business owners are people too. So yeah, they are people. <laughs> but certain type of people is what you mean. I got it. I got you. You got it. All right. All so right. yeah, if you, have, if you have one of those how questions, you can also go to our website at MaximumVP.com forward slash how. And a little form will come up there to put your how question in and submit it to us as well. That's another way to get a hold of us. If you want to get a hold of us when we're not in the air, you can give us a call at 877-849-0670. And that number is 877-849-0670. All right, time to debunk a common myth. Now, this one's not as pervasive as many of the myths that we'll cover week to week, but it's one that we're still surprised at how often it does come up. Okay, and the, the the myth this week that that, that we're going to debunk is that you should guard your ideas so someone doesn't steal them. <laughs> so again, some of you might be scratching your heads, like we scratch our bald heads and go, well, "Why would you keep guarding your ideas?" There's a there's sometimes a healthy but often an unhealthy dose of paranoia that many owners of small companies have, which is that they want to keep so much information so close to the vest to not really let things out. And it can be anything from just different ideas to, you know, strategies for the, for the business to sharing what, we, you know, what the numbers are, whatever it might be. But just there's a, there's a certain paranoia or, or whether they want to just kind of keep things themselves. It's often that they're afraid people are going to steal stuff instead of engaging people in this and to help, help forward that discussion or take that idea from an idea stage to, to say, here's how it can actually help the business. Yeah, we see that all the time, especially with engineers. Engineers are famous for that, for for worrying about somebody taking their idea and running with it. I got it. it, it uh, that's the least of your problems. It takes great planning to, to really take a, a product to market. But engineers, when I single them out, they basically run out and get patents and spend all this time to, to cover their idea with the patent, the expense and the time because it feels like, well, if I do this, I'm protected. Oh, what happens is it takes so long to get that patent, and they aren't working on the, the business side of business, and that patent, when they finally get it, sits in a desk drawer and nothing happens to it. Or it goes up on a wall, and, and uh, people uh, who come over to that basement look at it and say, hey, boy, you got a patent. It's, it, you know, we, we teach in our coaching three segments that we call, we just call it simply the three circles. And it starts out with knowing and developing a product or a service. And that could start with an idea and that's okay. You can develop, you can get a patent if you want for, for something that you, you've uh, maybe developed in that form. But it starts that way and it really is nothing until you start to talk about the market that it's going to serve. Who's going to buy or who needs this product or service? And then last but not least, the administrative part of the business. How are you going to find the people and pull together the plan and, and basically the funding, the necessary ingredients here to, to move this product along? The least of your problems right now is somebody's going to come along and steal it and do all those things quickly and easily just by stealing your idea. Well, yeah, I think most people can relate whether they own a company or not, Jack. I mean, I remember years ago I had a friend of mine that said, hey, you know those old you know, cereal bars that people now eat in the cars all the time? And well, I thought of that thing seven years ago. And I'm thinking, okay, well, yeah, I'm sure you and you know, 10,000 other people thought about that, but 
the, the person who, who who invented it or, or, or you know took it to market went from the idea stage you know beyond that. But you know, one of the things we, we, we often encourage our clients to do is to open up and share their thoughts and ideas. Because one of the, one of the, you know, it's, it's not a secret for today, but it's a secret of business too. Is that people think that the owner has all the answers, they'll That's ask some right. questions, and so it takes a lot of humility to admit that you, that you don't know all the answers. And so the idea can often be intimidating or scary to get to get up in front of your team and present and talk about your ideas but a lot of great things can come out of it you know we, you know, we had a client years ago when you know, when she first started to present her company to, to her team about what they were trying to do and and, and they were expanding in, 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 into some new market areas and she said here's what here, here's what we're looking for just trying to, to you know be able to inform her team about some new areas that, that they were going into and what you know within, within the next month one of her key frontline employees, was out, you know, just doing his normal thing. He's out Thursday night, you know, shooting pool with his buddies, and it happened that one of the guys he was playing pool with happened to work at a company that they wanted to get into. And long story short, it turned into a half a million dollar opportunity for the company, all because they talked about what with, with their team, what was going on. It's fantastic to be, to be able to open these things up, but not everybody likes that. You know, we, we had another client that when we when we first started talking to them about what about what we do from a coaching standpoint, and Jack and I were were, were presenting stuff and. This guy was, you know, who, who was the owner, was all for everything that, that we were talking about in terms of our three circles that Jack was talking about, but also our seven keys to success. And we got to the seventh key in terms of presenting. He said, wait a minute. You mean you want me to share my numbers with my people? He said, there's no way I'm ever going to share my numbers with, with my team, right? I mean, he was adamant, slammed the table, and, you know, just, you know, you know got him walked out of the room. It's, it's old line thinking, old line thinking. It's much better to have a few brains uh, working for you than just your own. And, and sharing that idea is huge. Sharing information is huge. It is. And so we actually converted that guy over. It took a little while, but he actually he, he started to give in and got his team more involved and started to be able to open up about stuff and started to see the very positive aspects of that. And you know, to your point, Jack, getting more, getting more brains involved, so, especially when you have good people, helps them grow, helps, helps them move things along much quicker. Because you know, part of the challenge is, too, you can only move so many things along, so all your ideas are just going to sit there and stagnate. Let the rest of the team kind of get there and let them bring their experience. Somebody that you're not even thinking about might have a piece of information or have some some um, some availability, whatever it might be, to help move that idea along, either to where it's good and can be part of the business, or you know what, move it off the table and say it's you know it's not not a worthy idea. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, we like to have fun, and and when we coach, we we try to engender fun into the into the process. And basically, if you're worried about somebody stealing your ideas and you're holding everything close to the vest. A lot of negative energy that's created. Little collaboration. You don't move it along. Quite frankly, you become a pain in the ass. I was just going to say, it's a, it's a good point, Jack. You're not, you're not going to be much fun as the owners. People, you know, people take, will take their cue from you. So if you're kind of a pain, if you're a pain or you aren't having fun, people will feel that. So don't, you know, make sure you, uh, you're having some fun from that standpoint and be able to get people involved. So Very important. All right, stick around. When we come back, we're going to be revealing our dirty secret for this week. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. As we said, we're business coaches. We can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your business. Welcome back to the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, most valuable player. We're business coaches who help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. 
Don't you wrestle by yourself with all those how questions. And I know you are. You small business owners out there, you basically don't have to wrestle with those questions. Give us a call. Talk with us. We've seen them all, honestly. I think we've seen every small business Probably every small business problem there is. What do you think, Adam? I'm picturing, I'm picturing the straight jacket being on. You're wrestling with yourself and in and out. That's, and that's, you may not show that at times, but people, you know, that's what's going on internally. You know, the whole uh, mental wrestling uh, with everything. Especially right? if you're a small business owner, not an owner of a small business. And it's frustrating, right? <laughs> <laughs> no matter how big, how big or small you are. That's All right. right. All right. Um, this is a segment that's that the show's named for, which is the the, the dirty secret of the week. So this is a, the, the the dirty secrets of small business show. And if you want to join in on the conversation, if you have a secret that you'd like to reveal or kind of put out there for folks, uh, you can join the show here. We're here every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. The number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. If you prefer to shoot us an email instead of calling in to be live on the program, you can do that, too. We'll, we'll be sure to get your, uh, your comment or question on. That email is radio at MaximumVP.com. All right. Our dirty secret this week. If you don't like people, you shouldn't be a business owner. Hmm. I don't care what kind of business it is. <laughs> if you don't like people. You don't like people. All right. It's one of those <laughs> it's one of those things that when people get into the business, you know, Jack was mentioning in our prior segment, we have we have a lot of engineers who are clients of ours and they invent stuff and they get all enamored with the with the product or the idea. And many people are enamored with with, with the product or, or the idea. But there is no successful business out there that doesn't have good people involved and well, some bad people involved. But again, you have people who are involved as part of helping you achieve what you're trying to achieve. Well, you need those people to help you along to grow your business. Otherwise, I would say it's mostly, mostly the case. You do need somebody. <laughs> Wait, what's mostly the case? <laughs> that uh, you, you don't have to like people. You can you can go it alone. I would say ninety nine times out of a hundred that that recipe is going to fail. Because you need somebody. You need a lawyer to help you out. You need a a business coach to uh, put you on the right track. That kind of stuff. Well, what's it what what's it look like? Okay, I mean, so let's try to look at some of the symptoms of what it might mean. Because if you're trying to ask, well, you know, I I like people. People, you know, I'm a people kind of person. You know, what do you what do you mean? I must like people. Well, here's a here, here's one example. If if your management style is to manage via email, okay, what does that mean? All of a sudden, you're firing off emails at all all hours. Boy, of the, we uh, know people like that. We, know, we got clients like that. That's right. for sure. Right. But you know, you're firing off ideas and other emails. You know, you know, all times of the night and day. You're managing by email, or all of a sudden you're putting things out there where it could be a very simple discussion that happens over what it be thirty seconds or five minutes, but to sit down with somebody and talk them through stuff. Instead, you're 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 doing it via emails, whether it be a, a long three-page email or if it's a back-and-forth email thing. Like, look, stop the insanity of back-and-forth email stuff. Sit down and talk to somebody face to face. Have that if it's a difficult conversation, especially. Do it in person if you can. If not, make sure you have a you have a discussion though, not back and forth via email. So if you're managing oh, by so, email, oh, so many people can't do that today. It's it's becoming a uh, a lost art if it's called an art. Is it an epidemic? Sit down we, we, and talk we, we, talk to people. It's an know? epidemic. We, we, you know, we, should we go that far that it's it's? Well, you 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 could certainly draw that assumption, couldn't you? Especially with uh, younger, whatever younger means. Uh, millennials, people like to blame millennials on all that, but uh, yeah, people are losing that that interpersonal ability, you know, to sit and just talk with somebody, sway them, and yeah. uh, 
email know. email and texts are good for exchanging information or, or, or you know scheduling a date or something like that but to, to, to manage somebody or to, or, or to get a point across a lot gets lost in the communication or things get misinterpreted there, there, there's tremendous tonality to you know, the, the emails and texts that often get misinterpreted as well versus you sit down with somebody you can read their body language you can hear the tone in their voice you know you, you have much deeper sense it's it's a discussion then too it's not a Hey, let me shoot something off to you. Then I'll ponder it for two minutes and fire back. So it's, it's a real, a real conversation, a give and take. You're not going to have a two minute silence as part of a conversation. Well, that's true. Right. You know, it's very you, different. Yeah, you, you, you have to. You, I guess you don't have to like people to get along with them and to make your business go. But it certainly helps a lot. You know, we got some curmudgeonly old men here. Not, not. Do we have any curmudgeonly old females? I don't think so. And and uh, basically, they you know they you, you can't say that they like people, but their business is doing okay because they can do what they have to do with people in such a way that you know they they can do commerce with them. I guess for lack of a better term, or maybe maybe likes the wrong word. It's like was that become one of those words like fair? We can't use that word. So you got to deal with people. <laughs> about, you know, is that a better way to put it, Jack? You have to deal with people. That's and, right. and deal means a lot of stuff. Could be some positive things or some negative things. But you know, you know, we, you know, we had a client who yeah, you know, she liked people a lot. Maybe too much. The problem was she, you know, she never fired anybody. <laughs> That's right. I Over ten plus it. years in business. Now, you know, tell me, owners out there. If you've been in business for ten years and never fired anybody, that's a problem. Because I guarantee somebody somebody should have been fired, or you made it so uncomfortable that that, Somewhere that the person along the line, quit. Right? right? Either way, yeah. But that's right. That's right. Because again, that what happens is you you've made a mistake along the way. You, you've made a mistake hiring somebody, whether it be a family or a friend, or actually going through the process of hiring somebody who you didn't know until you started working them. But you've made mistakes. It's okay. So get rid of them. So what kind of, we, we should uh, someday have a segment on what kind of businesses you can put together and run without liking people. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a popular segment? I think it, it would. You know, I think a lot of people would take to that one. They I don't, can see they that. They don't like people. They don't want to deal with people. And, and uh, hey, here's a business where you can make X bucks and... Uh, Provide a good living and, and grow grow to your heart's content. I'll bet you there's a lot of internet companies that uh, could be classified like that. Well, what's the internet though? I mean, it's not just a bunch of boxes talking to each other. You got people on the other line, right? I don't know. You know, I, maybe not directly dealing with them. Yeah, that's probably that probably are. If you have one of those companies and you, you say, yeah, you know, I have a company and I'm doing well and I don't deal with people at all, give us a call. We we'd love to hear about that business. Give us a call here in the studio at four four zero. Nine four six nine four six eight. You can even call us if you can't call us today. Call us at a different time. Uh, but we'd love to hear about that because I think that would be. I could see that being one of those, uh, you know, uh, late night commercials. Show. Hey, why don't you call up now? We can get you into business quick. You don't have to deal with any people at all. And they'd probably they'd probably be flooded with phone calls. Jack, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it uh, so that's a secret. It's a secret, but it's a qualified secret. <laughs> well, again, it's, it's a secret because people people don't think about it. They, they often don't think when they're starting the company or getting into business. They don't think about that part of it. When you're hiring your friend or you're hiring somebody, you know, we have we have clients who aren't dealing with with uh, decisions, you know, re- regarding parents, okay, who are, who are part of the company. They aren't dealing with it. So that the, what they're doing is they're just letting it go, or they're they're, they're kicking the can down the road, so it's to funny, speak, and it's waiting. It's funny how the decisions will 
make themselves be be done by basically uh, not not making the decision you're going to make the decision. <laughs> Something always happens. It it uh, it always comes to a head sooner or later. But yeah, you cannot run a business successfully and not be making hard decisions like that. So when you have relatives in the company, that's that's why it's, it so often doesn't work well. And you got bad employees. We have a client that, that just after years parted ways, and the the, the, the employee kind of did it on, on their own terms. But after years, were and we know because we talk about these people a lot. That's part of our coaching clients. We talk to them like the, certain people keep coming up. You know that person's a, you know is a problem. Well, the person left, and of course. There are a lot of other problems that that, that, that person was causing that they, that, they, that they weren't aware of until that person's gone. And it's always the case. If they're there and you see stuff, it's a whole that's a whole iceberg thing. You see that tip of that iceberg. There's a you whole lot more underneath the water there. Absolutely. So you gotta you gotta root it out sooner versus later. So but you gotta deal with people. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta yeah, you, you gotta do, do it. Sooner, yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah. I, I so you may not like it. Or you don't have to like it, as Jack's saying. So I'm not eating my I'm not eating my peas or whatever. You don't have to like it, but you gotta you gotta do it. That little box. All right. So, okay. All right. Stick around when we uh, when we come back. We're gonna be digging into Jack's brain for the how come part of our show here and see what he's pondering. I'm Adam Sonhalter. and I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We are business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from all those how questions that that vex you every day. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business here on Integrity Radio, 1330 AM and online at uh, wintradio.com as well as 101.5 FM. WINT Local News. Lake County's transit agency making a switch to an alternative source of fuel at a lower cost as well as provide more fuel-efficient and eco-friendly dial-a-ride transportation. Lake Trans Board of Trustees last week awarding a contract to Tesco Bus Corporation, a suburb of Oregon, Ohio, suburb of Toledo. Pack calls for the initial purchase of eight propane fuel dial-a-ride paratransit vehicles that will be delivering in the spring. The contract contains purchasing options for up to five years. And the parents of a teen boy from Highland Heights gone down to the sandwich shop expressed grief and dismay Friday during the sentencing of their son's killer to life in prison with no chance of parole. The sentencing of 20-year-old Davion Perry occurred just two weeks after he shot 15-year-old Sonny Robbie Patel to death as Sonny helped his family at a Mr. Harrell's shop in Cleveland Heights. Perry pled guilty to aggravated murder and other charges on Wednesday and agreed to spend the rest of his life in prison at a plea deal to avoid a possible death sentence. Prosecutors said Perry provided a full confession of the slang and other crimes. A Willoughby man arrested by mentor of the Lake Police in connection with an October 15th incident appeared mentor of Municipal Court Friday on four felony charges. 22-year-old Justin Hardy of Adkins Road charged with one first-degree felony count each of aggravated burglary, aggravated robbery, and kidnapping. He's held on bond. His next appearance is scheduled for Wednesday. I'm Jim Miller, and today's local news headlines presented as a community news partnership with News-Hero.com and Integrity Radio WINT. whose birthday it is today. It's time to hear which WINT listeners in the Birthday Club are celebrating their birthdays today. October 31st, birthday wishes go out to Patrick Dowd, Tabitha Dibzinski, Scott Fellows, Cyril Finley, Lynn Gerke, Kim Johnson, Jeff Luca, Paul Molliffe, Sandra Molnar, Jordan Lee Narosky, Bob Panella, Wendy Pasello, Peter Said, Cheryl Schuff, Ron Simmons, Joe 
Soik, Mason Stewart, Jessica Stitch, Amber Toth, Velma Zalar. And the birthday person is, drumroll please, April Humar of Eastlake. Congratulations, April. You've won a free mini blizzard cake or six Busta Bars from the Men Around the Lake Dairy Queen. You've won a $5 gift certificate from the Great Harvest Bread Company in Menor. A fresh rose or $5 off any floral purchase from Plant Magic Florist and Irish Crossroads Gift Shop in Willoughby. And finally, April, you've won a happy birthday premium chocolate bar from Brands Candies also in Willoughby. <laughs> You can join the WINT Birthday Club. One, two, happy, happy, happy birthday to you. Just visit WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches who help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. Don't you wrestle with all those how questions yourself. We can help you. We've helped hundreds of people, and I know we can help you. That's right. Those are our peeps, huh? Those are our peeps. The owners of small companies. <laughs> we love them, and if you've met them and know them, you'd you love them too. They're highly misunderstood, and it's a big part of what our focus is here on Dirty Secrets of Small Businesses. Help to shed some light on what it's like to be an owner of a small company, because most people have no clue what it's like. That's right. They have ideas what they think it's like, but they really don't know what it's like. And so um, we'll give you a peek underneath the hood here a little bit. It's kind of have some fun, some, some good stories to kind of share. Yeah, we take, uh, we, we, we take pride in selecting our clients, too. They have to pass a little coaching, are you coachable quiz. Relatively simple, but very informative. And once we started instituting that, we take somebody on and they stay coachable, they're going to be successful. And we define success as growing, sustainable profits. Nothing else counts. That's right. Profits are a good thing in business. It keeps everything running and everybody employed and money in everybody's pockets, and including the vendors and employees and the owners, too. Those are all good things. That's right. All right. If you want to be part of the show, you're always welcome to join us here. The number in studio is 440-946-9468, 440 uh, 440- Nine four six W I N T. That's the that's the call in number. And we're here every Monday from noon to one Eastern, and you can also re- reach us via email at radio at maximumvp.com. dot com. All right, no further ado. Here we're coming into the how come part of our of our show, which is where Jack's been pondering something here for the last week or so, or maybe more than one thing, and he's going to start out with the question of how come. So what okay. do you got for us today, Jack? Okay, Adam. Uh, how come? Most people don't ask a lot of questions. Instead, they seem to settle for what they know already. Let me say that again, because when you ponder these things deeply for a week at a time, that means there's little depth to them, or there can be, should we decide to go down that road. We don't always go down the depth road. But uh, how come most people don't ask a lot of questions? Instead, they seem to settle for what they know already. I'm picturing, I'm picturing a family feud here, Jack. We've got maybe top four, top five answers for this. Fire away. You have, you have some answers right. for this, right? That's right. <clears throat> one is they're probably too tired to ask questions. Or that's one. They don't care enough about it to really ask the questions. They're kind of just trying to get through whatever they're trying to get through. Um, they're afraid. Afraid's good. Afraid's good because that's one of the ones I have down. Okay. Well, it must be. 
<laughs> so I got buzz in the first two then. I got the eh, X. Okay. So I'm, no, no. Okay. That's kind of a half buzz. All right. So it, uh, what else you got on there? What do you think? Okay. They got uh, people like to talk probably 80% of the time, and they listen 20% of the time. They don't like to to ask a lot of questions and hone in for several reasons. They're nervous. They're generally not curious. As hard as that is to believe, because I'm very curious, you're very curious, Adam. And uh, you let people talk, and you learn a great deal. If you're doing all the talking, you aren't going to learn much. There's a book, I'm Okay, You're Okay. Probably several of you have read that. There's one little takeaway in that book in which when two people are talking, generally speaking, the general population, if they sit down, for example, for an hour and they're talking to each other, after that hour they get up and they leave, there's a net gain of information, useful information, a net gain of useful information totaling just around 1%. In other words, they passed an hour and they didn't really inform each other about something that that is focused on and both could draw some some conclusions and debate the things that they didn't know. So that's one. You know, you're afraid of looking stupid. So people don't ask questions. They'll sit there, nod their head, go along with the flow, and and they basically should should be asking questions to get clarity. So hold on, let me come back to your point there. So if it's 1%. 1%. Wow, okay. So that's less than a minute out of an hour. That's correct. Right. You're walking away so you gotta, with... you got to be paying attention then, right? Because you, might, <laughs> you might, have, might have missed it. Or it's, like, it's easy to get lost, right? Because he's not saying that people get, gather. It's just that's, <laughs> that's what's available. A lot I, of good I, stories. I can't, I can't wait to start talking. Right. So yeah. The, yeah, there's a lot of good stories. Or there's, there's the one-upsmanship, right? Well, yeah, you told this fantastic story. That's all. But I got one that's going to beat that story, Jack. Wait, we'll wait to hear this one, right? Okay, no, no, I, no mine's better. Okay. No, you, you know when you're talking to people how they start to get fidgety and they, they can't wait to start talking. As soon as you take a breath, they're in there. They, they run through that gap. All right, you know, it's really nice weather we've been having lately, right, Jack? Yeah, that kind of, you know, who has had, had one of those conversations at mm-hmm. some point today or in the, over the course of the weekend, right? Useless information. Okay. Got well, it. they never they never developed habits to listen. Okay. And that's important. So that that takes a while because as you you know leave your high schools, you leave college, you become an adult, you have habits for listening. Well, there, there, there's a whole discussion of active listening, right? You know, the people. If I heard that phrase before, and the idea there is you you have to interrupt people, kind of like I'm doing to you right now. I'm I'm, I'm cutting you off a little because I'm trying to make sure I understand what you're trying to say. Versus if I let you go for five minutes, I'm going to forget what I, I was confused about. How we started, that's right. Yeah, so it's, it's important to be able to, to stop somebody and say, hold on, let me make sure that I understand. And the, part of the act of listening is to repeat what, what was just told to you. That's part of what we do with our coaching is we did too much talking early on when we first started doing this 15 years ago. Now we, we pause and say, wait a minute, what did you just hear me say? And we make them present it back to us because that way we know that, that it's, it's getting that's in there. so important. Versus going, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, didn't, a, I didn't. I didn't quite hear you. You get, you get that kind of sheepish grin, and they're kind of blushing a little bit. Going, oh, well, I didn't. <laughs> can you tell exactly me that again? Right. Okay. Well, not now. You got their attention, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, people, people will are they're anxious to to get off what they know on a subject. They want to form and give their opinions. The the person across from them generally is the same way. So, who takes time to listen? And listening becomes very powerful because I can correct you. If I listen to you for, for an hour, if I'm listening for that hour, 
I've learned a great deal about you, your opinions on the subject, whatever else you can throw at it. Or you've learned nothing from me if I haven't had time to talk. So is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? It's it's well, a bad thing not listening. I mean, I, I, it, well, it really is. It, 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 yet be, most people don't listen well. Well, I think you'd be amazed what, what happens a lot. I think I'm a pretty decent listener. That's mm-hmm. part of what I do. Yeah, but I, would, I would agree with you. I often get compliments from somebody. Say, you know, that was a great discussion. And often it'll be a half-hour discussion where I said about five words, right? And it's, it's directing the conversation, but it's usually to your point, Jack. It's them telling their story or where it might be, but it's, it's really digging into it. And often people just want to kind of talk through things sometimes. And so if you're listening, that also can be very, very productive and very helpful for folks, too. So how do you like talking to people where you're the only one who's listening? You Depend, don't. You depends don't. on the day. You, you, generally, yeah, right. you generally don't like talking to people like that. Even if they do have, if they do have a lot to say, that would be almost like a lecture. And how often do you like lectures? It depends on how well it's pulled together and, and how well it's presented. But if we're just talking basic conversation, which we are here, people don't ask a lot of questions, and they should. That brings the other party into the conversation. It clarifies points. It it does all the good kind of things that uh, you can walk away with, rather than one percent net gain of information. Hey Adam, I don't. I didn't quite understand what you were saying there. What did you mean by this? And and uh, so you go back and you you rephrase it, and all of a sudden I hear it differently, and then I come back. That, that's a good conversation. Well, that's a oh, that's a tough tough thing to say. I mean, you rolled right off. It's easy for you to say, but to, to stop and say I don't understand what you just said. It's easy, Adam. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. That's <clears throat> to me almost goes back to some of the. The phobias people have, and especially for us men, getting accused of, you know, back in the day of not asking for directions. I, I guarantee you a man invented uh, uh, GPS just so they don't have to stop to ask for directions, right? <laughs> they got it right here. Even when the directions are wrong in the GPS, they still aren't going to ask, right? That's but the idea great. of being able to say, I don't understand. That's certainly not, here in the U.S., is not something that's typically encouraged for Boy, you to say. I don't say. know now. With our new culture that's uh, developed over the last 15 years. Uh, people, you know, again, I, I see it with, with, you know, with my son. He's not saying he doesn't understand or he doesn't know. He'll just kind of shut down. Right? He'll say, if, if I try to challenge stuff, he's not going to engage that way. It's also it's kind of well, meltdown and move on to something 13 else. 13 is a whole different, <laughs> whole different <laughs> world. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, it's, uh, so people don't ask a lot of questions. And so... How do they advance? Because you and I ask a lot of questions. I know we take it for granted. So how do they advance with knowledge? And, and that's why I think so many people from, well, we'll take the political spectrum, can manipulate. And so many people can't get manipulated because they don't know. They, they learn a body of data, and then so much of it's hearsay and, and discussion from people that they have been listening to, right. you know, and, and asking questions so that they can make sure they understand what's being said. So they're often surprised well, and they're often disappointed. Well, I think we're, we're trained in our current society to have that 30-second attention span. So if I hear a sound bite, if I can watch a quick video, if I can see it on some social media site, whatever it might be, it's very quick and to the point. It isn't going to be a deep, thought-out discussion. It's stuff that's kind of being thrown at me. So the, 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 the need to ask questions... People aren't engaging that way anymore. Well, we, we like to encourage it in our business. We always try to take these little how-comes and pull it into a business setting. And if I'm having a meeting with uh, my staff or the employees of the company, I encourage them to ask questions. We get better. We have a much better outcome when questions are asked and 
points are debated and, and attempt to be clarified. That takes listening as well as talking. All right. Good. Well, hopefully people have been listening to this because this was a good, I think a good discussion, Jack. And I think for the, the takeaway today is make sure you ask some questions today. Especially if you're not thinking about asking. Make, make yourself ask, ask some questions today. That's right. All right. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to help you figure out how do you get money from the bank. Ooh, good one. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. Give us a call. Look us up on the website. Contact us. We can help you with your own small business. Uh, a talk with us, listening and talking, would be uh, very appropriate. We, we'd both win. We'd, we'd, first of all, we'd probably love you, and I know we could help your business. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Pat O'Brien Chevrolet thanks those who dedicate their lives to keeping us safe, defending freedom, and the American way of life. Policemen, firemen, and the military, past and present, deserve our support and gratitude. At Pat O'Brien Chevrolet, we say God bless you and God bless America. Iron Chef Michael Simon here. Come see what's cooking at the Fabulous Food Show. My friends and I will show you how fabulous food can be. Taste, try, and buy it. Cleveland's largest food celebration as it returns to the IX Center November 11th to the 13th. Join your favorite culinary stars Michael Simon, Buddy Velastro, Daphne Oz, and more at the Fabulous Food Show presented by Giant Eagle Market District. Plus, CLE is cooking for a cause with local chefs and your favorite media talent. Tickets on sale now at Giant Eagle Store's select discount drug mart store locations and fabulousfoodshow.com. Kids 12 and under free. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Don't forget, join me this afternoon at 3, right here on Integrity Radio, W-I-N-T. You hear the words new and improved repeatedly used in commercials, but at Atlas Cinemas, they mean it. Not only can you recline in lavish luxury recliners watching your movie pick, but now you can purchase a snazzy new gift card just in time for the holidays. With advanced digital projection and real DXL 3D, you'll not only be entertained, but captivated in surround sound. Buy your ticket at the self-serve lobby kiosks for quick purchase. Visit atlascinemas.net for movies at all five theaters. If you're tired of all the babble from the national talking heads on radio and TV, if you're looking for a fresh perspective, if you want to hear opinions from someone you can identify with, tune into the Donnie DeWitt Show, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. I'm Donnie DeWitt. I'm just a working class guy who shares your political frustrations, but I believe that we the people can still save America. So join my revolution. The Donnie DeWitt Show, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on Integrity Radio, WINT 101.5 FM, 1330 AM, and at WINT Welcome back, Dirty Secrets. Welcome back, Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we can help you small business owners. Not the short ones, although we can help the short ones and the tall ones. <laughs> Anyone who owns a small business, we can help you out. We've helped out hundreds. There's probably no questions that you can ask, starting with how, that we haven't personally experienced. We're good and we love helping you. 
That's all right. When you get a chance, you can reach out to us. Give us a call, 877-849-0670, or shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. We'd be happy to answer some questions for you and get to know you a little bit. As you're getting to know us here as part of our show, The Dirty Secrets of Small Business. So we're at the point now of our show where we go to share a small business success story. And uh, plucked from our years of experience and clients that we've worked with, our theme for the one today is how do you get money from the bank? And that's one that I know that... Don't you just uh, apply and you get it? Sometimes. Yeah? Okay. Once in a while that works. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't always work, right? There's ways to help improve the odds for that, right? Seems like a lot of people are having trouble doing that, getting sure money from a bank. Sure they are. Well, let me re- reinforce a couple of things. When we talk about the whole idea of, of a small business, what we're talking about is typically anywhere from one to 25 employees. And when we coach our clients, we coach them on the seven keys to success and coach them to have growing sustainable profits. Our seven keys to success, you can find a nice graphic of that if you go on our website, MaximumVP.com. There's a menu item called the MVP Playbook. And you click on that, and you'll see a nice graphic for our seven keys to success. And our two keys here today that we're going to focus on are presenting as well as cash forecasting. So those are numbers, actually numbers six and seven. There are seven and six, presenting and cash forecasting. One of the keys with any time you want to go to the bank is go there before you need the money. As silly as that sounds, if you go before you need the money... That increases your odds tremendously, even if you just go and apply, as Jack is saying. If you don't need it, chances of you getting the money will be much, much higher. Okay, so it starts there. It starts there. That's it starts correct. there. That's, right. that's picking the time. That's right. So in this case, we had, you know, this client of ours had just actually increased his line of credit about 18 months ago, but had some growth on the horizons that he's, he's planning for and said, hey, you know, I need some more cash. So you know, where I'm at now, these deals happen that I'm working on, I want to be out of cash quickly. He said, okay, well, this is a good time to go and get your story ready to go to go, you know, to, to go present to your bank. Now, keep in mind when you're doing this that not all bankers are created equally. Okay, What does that mean? Well, if you're like most owners of small companies, the story of our clients is probably pretty, pretty similar to yours. So, Like I said, he'd gone back and increased his line of credit 18 months ago, but since that time, he had been assigned a new business banker. Now, how many of you have had a banker for more than a year or two to be assigned to your account? If you're raising your hand, you are in the vast minority. Vast minority. It's not like it used to be in the good old days where you had a banker for 20 years and you followed that person around, and even if they changed banks, you, 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 you'd gone with them. The way it works today is, typically over the course of five or six years, you typically have a handful of bankers as part of that. We, we find it kind of humorous when you look at banking commercials, and maybe they're on the uh, downside, or they're, they're heading, heading out. But uh, basically, when, when banks talk about relationship banking and how they work hard on relationships, all these guys change so fast and are reshuffled and between mergers and internal issues that uh, you never get the same guy for over a year. It's almost impossible. All right. Well, and... The relationship that they're talking about is with your money. So uh, another key thing is if you've, if you've used the bank before, and I mean by that, if you have bank accounts open there where you're depositing money, that's always a good way to help the relationship. That's a good, that's a, you know, that's a good starting point as well. So with our, coming back to our client here for a second, so he, he had a new banker. And when I say that not all bankers are created equally, 
And each bank's going to be different, okay? So the, the bank he was working with was a pretty sizable bank here in the, in, in the Cleveland area. And he was, he was part of their small business banking group. Now, not everybody defines small business the way Jack and I do in terms of being 1 to 25 employees. And when it comes to, to, to bankers, usually it, it tells you how much they can lend, okay? And so in our uh, client's case, he was going to be bumping up against how much he was looking to get. Very, very internal focused, yeah, internal relative to bank procedures, processes, limits, and not customer, uh, not customer friendly for the most part. Right. Easy to get negative on banks. Yes, it is. <clears throat> but you know, just, to, just to give you a sense, typically a small business banker can usually lend anywhere maybe up to a quarter of a million to maybe half a million dollars in terms of like lines of credit or um, in terms of what they can be exposed to. So maybe lines of credit, it could be um, um, you know, for equipment loans or whatever it might be. But you know, for, for their uh, being to ha- have dollars out to a particular customer, is often they, they get limited at maybe a quarter million to half a million dollars. And once you get to that limit, it doesn't mean that, that the bank's going to get rid of you, but it means you now go into a different part of the bank. And so they may call it like the middle market bank or some creative name like that, right? And usually at that point, they can go, if, let's say that the, 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 the original bankers caught up at half a million, they, they might go from that half a million maybe up to 10 or $20 million. So that's a pretty big range, but you're not made it to, that, to, to that next level. So I bring this up just from the standpoint because the, 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 the amount of money that, that our client was looking for was putting him into a place where he's probably going to be going above and beyond what this new banker was going to do. Because what he wanted to do is he wanted to get this new banker in and present to her and explain what his what his company was about, and then say, you know, here's what I'm looking for you to do. So what we did is we encouraged him to call the banker before because he, he asked, well, should I just send him an email? I said, no, no, time out. Don't don't email. Come back to a comment earlier. Make sure you you, you 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 call somebody and just say, here's what I'm looking to do, and tell her how much money you're looking for, and say, I want to make sure that you, that you can be the one to ca- kind of carry that through. What happened was that his new banker came and she brought somebody else with her who was this middle market banker. And we, we had gone through a drier run a couple of times with our client to get him prepared to kind of get the information pulled together. That's a big part of what we do. That's yeah. a big part of the presentation. So making sure he, he was able to tell his story. And you tell it in enough detail to kind of get the banker excited but you know, and enough background, but not too much detail. And then be able to kind of say, Here, here's why I need the money. And wouldn't you know it that within 20 minutes of having this discussion, these two bankers are whispering to each other and talking about other parts of the bank that have to get to know this client of ours. So I said, I, you know, I think the meeting went pretty well because they're, you know, they're getting excited. Hey, you got to meet John over here in this part of the bank and the, you know, this area where they're all of a sudden they're, they're looking for other ways that, that they can lend him more money, which is, sounds pretty obvious, right? Because there are banks and banks are in the, in the business to, to be able to loan money. But it's amazing how some act, you know, your, your comment earlier, Jack, that, you know, it should be easy. You just fill out the application and then they give you money, right? Well, even though they are in the business of lending money, uh, many banks make it very difficult to do to lend that. It. That's yes. right. They get in their own way an awful lot. There's a lot of regulations that are imposed on them, but they use that also as uh, reasons not to do. Well, but a, a big chunk of it comes back to the fact that most owners aren't able to present themselves very well or present or tell their story well. So our, our client was able to be able to tell his story pretty well. And we, we, we let him know, too, it's, it's okay it's, to ask the banker questions about the process. Because each bank's going to be a little bit different. You know, but usually your banker can't give a thumbs up or thumbs down on it. They have to take your story. And they're now the internal advocate that goes to some committee somewhere in the bank that meets every so often to, to approve or, or, or disapprove your, you know, your, your request. So you've got to understand what the process looks like. 
and make sure again that you're dealing with the person who can actually carry the you know carry the ball, but also tell your story and be be your advocate because chances are you aren't going to get to meet the committee. The underwriting committee is not somebody. So this is somebody that that, that that you get to meet. It's it, it's your banker correct. trying to sell you know, be able to to be able to tell that story. Well, a big part of what we do, Adam, is is to kind of quell the anxiety for a lot of owners of small businesses. You know, to them, a $50,000, when we talk one to 25 employees, those are small companies. And a $50,000 line of credit is a big deal. And for them to jump from there to a quarter million, it's like, I can't do it. I mean, it's almost an intimidating thought to go that high and go beyond that. So much of what we do in the preparation is, first of all, say, look, you know, your company, based on this analysis, a quick analysis of your, your financials, would allow you to go to this kind of credit line comfortably. Just because you're at a much lower one now, don't don't worry about it. If you present, and you can present a good case if your numbers are decent, uh, you, you belong on those platforms. And we... We, we do that often with our clients. We make them believe in themselves because they, they don't. They, they just don't have the, the inputs to get that confidence. Yeah, for those of you who know us and know us well, uh, you, you know, we're always going to kind of push our clients that way. And as you're talking, the, the, the visual is coming up in, in my mind from the uh, movie Coming to America. And Arsenio Hall's character, Semi, is going to, you know, they, they spent all their money. He's going to ask for some more money. He's at the Western Union Station in Queens, right? He's asking for like I think he asked for a quarter million dollars originally, and then and he's, so, well, a, he's a king of a country. Well, it, well, the, you know, the, his friend's father is, yeah. yeah. So, well, so the, the person behind says, "Well, should I ask for more? Why don't you ask for a cool million?" Right? She so kind of keeps on pushing him along. You know, we're a little better than that in terms of we, we make sure that you have a good story to tell versus just kind of throw it against the wall, right? But you got to make sure that yeah, it's it's okay to ask for more. If you can tell your story well, it helps a ton. So presenting it presenting is a big deal. All right. Thank you for joining us again today here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. You can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Okay, at Maximum Value Partners, we work hard to build long-term relationships, and we do. Most of our clients have been with us literally for years. The longest one has been with us over nine years. And the reason that's the case is not only do we develop this trustful situation, but we basically take them up the ladder to success. If you missed a part of today's show or any other show, you can catch it on our podcast. If you go to iTunes, you can also go to WINT Radio, look at their archive programs, as well as going to TuneIn.com. Learn more about Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Monday at noon. Hey, thanks for listening today on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM and 101.5 FM and WINTradio.com. Radio.com.